0: Part One, Chapter One. In the old New York of the fifties, a few families ruled in simplicity and affluence. Of these were the Ralstons. The sturdy English and the rubicund and heavier Dutch had mingled to produce a prosperous, prudent, and yet lavish society. To do things handsomely. Had always been a fundamental principle in this cautious world, built up on the fortunes of bankers, India merchants, shipbuilders, and ship chandlers. Those well fed, slow moving people, who seemed irritable and dyspeptic to European eyes, only because the caprices of the climate had stripped them of superfluous flesh and strung their nerves a little tighter, lived in a genteel monotony of which the surface was never stirred by the dumb dramas now and then enacted underground. Sensitive souls in those days were like muted keyboards on which fate played without a sound. In this compact society, built of solidly welded blocks, one of the largest areas was filled by the Ralstons and their ramifications. The Ralstons were of middle-class English stock, They had not come to the colonies to die for a creed, but to live for a bank account. The result had been beyond their hopes, and their religion was tinged by their success. An adulterated Church of England, which, under the conciliatory name of the Episcopal Church of the United States of America, left out the coarser allusions in the marriage service, slid over the comminatory passages in the Athanasian Creed, and thought it more respectful to say— our father who, then which, in the Lord's prayer, was exactly suited to the spirit of compromise whereon the Ralstons had built themselves up. There was in all the tribe the same instinctive recoil from new religions as from unaccounted-for people. Institutional to the core, they represented the conservative element that holds new societies together as sea-plants bind the seashore." Compared with the Ralstons, even such traditionalists as the Lovells, the Halseys, or the Vandergraves appeared careless, indifferent to money, almost reckless in their impulses and indecisions. Old John Frederick Ralston, the stout founder of the race, had perceived the difference and emphasized it to his son Frederick John, in whom he had scented a faint leaning toward the untried and unprofitable. You let the Lannings and the Dagonets and the Spenders take risks and fly kites. It's the county family blood in them. We've nothing to do with that.